friends, and welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. And Merry Christmas! It's going to be Christmas in just a few days. I hope you guys got out there and got your gifts all done, checked off the list. And, you know, I I honestly just sent my husband and the kids out the door to finish up a little bit of our last minute Christmas gifts we need to get. (laughs) So we're very last minute this year, but that's kind of just how this whole year has been for me. I feel like I'm doing everything last minute, but it's getting done. That's the important part, right? (laughs) Anyways, one of the cherry on top for me this year, the way like a perfect ending to 2020 for me is my sister got to come visit me for a few days. And we had our own little Thanks Christmas. You know, we had to fit both Thanksgiving and Christmas in there. Um, (laughs) But we're lucky because she is a chef, you guys. That is what she does for a living. And so uh, you can only imagine how delicious our dinner was. We had prime rib and scalloped potatoes and oh, everything was just so delicious. <laughs> but I told her while you were here, we are going to sit down and record a podcast. And luckily, she was up for it. And we were able to sit down and really just dig deep into part of our lives that we had to go through together. And that was the loss of our mom. And that time was very difficult for the both of us. But I love the different perspectives, you guys, because she she had faith. She had hope during that time. And she even had excitement with mom about getting to go see God. But then you have the other side with me, (laughs) the little rebel over here, but (laughs) I wasn't walking with Christ yet. So it was a very difficult time for me in a very different way. And so I just loved digging into that with her and really getting to understand her side of the story and to see that part Um, as she talked. So you guys are going to love this one. I love it. I don't know. I'm probably a little biased because she's my sister. And you know, we're talking about our story. But (laughs) but we do talk about her life after mom passed away. And um, all the things she went through after that. So it's a treat. I am so excited to dig into it, you guys. So let's go ahead and dive in. I am so excited that we are sitting together and actually doing this together. Yes. I shared a little bit of my side of when mom passed away, and I'll link that in the description when I shared that, because I can't remember what episode that was, but um, it's kind of, I thought it'd be cool to kind of open up a little bit on your side of that part of our life. Yes. Um, It was a really hard time. And what I think is cool, what is a cool perspective is that I wasn't walking with Christ at that point, Mm -hmm. but you were. And it was a lot, like your grieving process was a lot different from mine. So let's just kind of quickly give a little summary of what happened um, for those who haven't, don't know and haven't Mm -hmm. listened to my other podcast yet. So basically, my our mom, <laughs> my mom, no, <laughs> our mom. She was my mom first, just, just so you know. <laughs> oh, you're going to go there. Okay. <laughs> um, so she was diagnosed with glioblastoma and Joni lived 
in Florida Florida at the time. time. And so that was really difficult because you couldn't be here as much as you would have liked to. And then that was a really tough time because mom, she went downhill quickly, right? She did, yes. Like how Mm -hmm. many months was it that she... Let's see. When she had her seizure, um, I think she got her diagnosis uh, not even a week later because I was still up there when she was diagnosed or maybe it was about a week later. Yeah. And then it was eight weeks after the diagnosis that she passed away. That's crazy. Yes. I didn't I didn't even think about I just the weeks. When you put it into yeah. weeks, it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was so quick. Yes, because I had to go back home because Adrian, my oldest, was in kindergarten. He had to finish kindergarten, so Yeah. I flew home for six weeks and then came back. Yeah, that would be so hard. So basically how it all started was mom had a seizure mm-hmm. one morning and uh, Lauren, yes. which is our stepdad, mm-hmm. and he found her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right after that, she was taken to the emergency room. Pretty much that's that was her last good morning Mm -hmm. because after that she went down pretty quick downhill pretty quickly she lost her speech and her movement and memory yeah which I thought was kind of crazy because mom could remember things from the past Mm -hmm. did you notice that like how she can remember things from her past like I, I opened up a photo book and she was able to remember all of um everything that happened in those pictures but then like something that happened a few hours ago she couldn't remember so that one was kind of crazy but but yeah how was that for you to not be able to be there it was when it all started it was really difficult because you know mom and I were so very close um we talked on the phone every day if not twice a day you know so you guys were best friends yes we were very close yeah. So it was it was really a challenge to be so far away. I mean, mm-hmm. opposite corners of the continent or the yeah the continent. Yeah. <laughs> the what is it? <laughs> we know our geology really well. Geography. <laughs> geography. <laughs> oh, we're so smart. <laughs> Break the ice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, I wasn't working at the time, which is fortunate, which yeah. obviously was in God's plans. Right. Um, because I had tried really hard uh shortly before that to find a job. You know, Marissa was nine months old at the time that mom got sick. And I just couldn't find a job, couldn't find a job. And so had I had a job, number one, I probably couldn't have held it together long enough to go to work, but I wouldn't have been able to just pick up and leave and, you know, come here. Yeah, no. So, um, but it was hard just being, having the phone as our only communication, especially when she couldn't talk, you know. Yes. Oh, man. So. That's so true. It was extremely hard yeah so you really had to depend on all of us for information Mm -hmm. and to kind of translate for a little bit sometimes yeah that was a really a really hard part of I think the hardest was just communication Mm -hmm. with her it was like we no longer had that 
communication like we used to, obviously. But so there was probably a lot of anxiety there, not being able to be with mom, because we also didn't know when her last day was going to be, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Because nobody was able to tell us how long she had. I mean, they would just kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a hard thing to know. We were told weeks, maybe a year, Mm -hmm. you know. I think that's what they said. Yeah, and I think one doctor at one point said up to eight years, and that that was what she held on to. That's right. It's almost like she forgot all the rest of what the doctor said, and, well, I'm going to be here for eight years. Yes, I remember that. So, Um, But I think that was the hardest, was just not knowing, for me, Yeah, was the hardest part of that whole time, you know. So I wasn't walking with Christ. Mm. And so the hardest thing for me was time like how much time do we have left together you know I was also looking at things differently where I didn't know what her future held anymore like I didn't know Mm -hmm. if heaven was real I didn't know if God was real and so that idea kind of freaked me out a little bit not knowing you know I didn't Mm -hmm. have that confidence I didn't have that faith that hope that you know you had you you and mom had you both had an incredible faith with god and um so i wanted to have you talk on that a little bit what was the hardest part for you to, when mom was passing away what was the thing that was really difficult for you during that time um i think you know because i did have a firm relationship uh with christ And so I wasn't scared of where she was going to go. You know, I knew where she was going to go. I knew that we would see each other again. Someday we will. I think probably the hardest part was just knowing that the kids weren't going to grow up with her. Mm -hmm. We might need some tissues. I know. (laughs) I always envisioned her getting old and me taking care of her. Right. Right. No, that's... And that was something that was really hard for mom, too was that was something she said a lot was I don't get to see kids grow up I don't get to see them graduate and all that Mm -hmm. stuff so that was really difficult for her so the future of not having that with her was what was most difficult for you and for me was the time of not knowing what her future held like after she passed away so how do you feel about that today how do you feel like God's working in you Um, You know, I feel God has really brought me a lot of peace, really, through the whole time that she was sick. And, you know, a lot of people do question their faith through times like that. And for me, it was almost the opposite. I had never been more sure of God, and I had never clung to my faith more. And my priorities had never been in, you know, more clear and still, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't talk about it often. Mm-hmm. I think there is healing that, you know, you never get over it. You just mm-hmm. learn how to live with it. I don't know. I almost disagree with the statement. What do you think? I hear people say it never gets easy, easier. Mm-hmm. You just learn to deal with it. No, I would. I Yeah, I kind of disagree with that. Yeah, also. I, it yes. does get easier. I feel like each each year for me Mm -hmm. has gotten a little bit easier yeah and yeah you you still will always have that grief 
you know, you're, that's just going to be with us forever because you lost somebody, right? Mm -hmm. You lost somebody who was important in our lives. We lost our mom and we don't get to pick up the phone and call her. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. You know, it doesn't have to be your mom that some people lost spouses and, um, kids and, um, aunts, uncles, whatever it may be, but Mm -hmm. it's a hard thing to have to go through but you do eventually realize things are getting a little bit better with your pain Mm -hmm. things get easier and um, but you still have that grief within you because you still have that moments of crying and moments like for me it's always at night I don't know why but (laughs) I don't know it's kind of weird but But anyways, I want to know, let me ask you this. What is something that you learned that got, that you feel God has taught you during mom's struggle? That would definitely be, um, allowing God to work out complete chaos. You know, there were so many times I just couldn't fathom how, timelines were going to work out uh where are we going to get the money to fly how is this going to work how is that going to work and everything worked out perfectly Mm. you know yeah that's true it did Mm -hmm. it always worked out yes things were always able to happen yes we were able to get you there we Uh were able to um even like i wasn't working at the time so Mm -hmm. i was able to help with I'm taking mom to her appointments and be there and stay the night when Lauren had to work nights. And, um, I was able to do all those things. So that's very true. That's yeah. something he was very good at doing was making yes. everything just come together. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was there for three weeks. Once I came back, I was there for three weeks and I just kept asking God, you know, I don't want to be in Florida when she passes away, you know, and how are we going to fly back? I don't have, when do I fly back? How is this going to work? You know? Right. And I was able to take care of her for two weeks. And in those two weeks, she miraculously was able to have conversations with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. had, I had a lot of conversations with her. Um, so that was a blessing and, you know, working closely with her hospice nurse, you know, I took care of her for the full two weeks that until she passed and mm. I was there for the memorial and yeah, which was really hard, but I can't imagine how awful it would have felt to not be able to be there for that. Yeah. That's so true. Well, we would have made sure you were there, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but that is very true. So for me, I would say the most difficult part after mom passed away was you know I wasn't walking with Christ again so or I should say I still wasn't walking with Christ but for me the hardest part was I think because of Christ wasn't in my life I and I was still holding on to that I don't know what her future holds I still liked the idea but I didn't know if it was and like if it was true I didn't know if it was real you know so what was the hardest hardest thing for you after mom passed away after she passed away I guess I never understood when people say that you were numb you know I just I'm numb numb. Uh and I definitely had that feeling you know just 
very melancholy and uh I almost had this desire to you know okay god let's just get through life so I can be done and be up there with you guys and you know so and I knew that wasn't the way God wanted me to live my life you know I'm still here he has things for me so there was definitely a period of that where Mm -hmm. I had to remember I still have a purpose here yeah that's so true it's kind of crazy to hear you say that with um you know having faith because when I I didn't have faith and that's something I still felt because Mm -hmm. I remember I don't know if I'm sure I talked to you about this and you heard my podcast, but (laughs) I just remember there was a point where I just wanted to die. Like, that's all I felt. So mine was different. Yours was like, I want to get through this so I can go be in heaven. And I just wanted to die because I felt awful. I felt horrible. I just felt like there was nothing here on Mm -hmm. earth for me. And I didn't know there's a purpose for me here on earth. So I had all that, that in me when, after mom passed away. So it's kind of interesting to hear your perspective. Yeah. And there was even a moment, um, hospice had sent over a harpist and, uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. Really? Yes. Was I there? I don't think you were there. Okay. But she also played at the memorial. Oh. It was the same moment. Okay. I don't remember <laughs> that. I feel bad. But, uh, but well, there was yeah. so much going on. Yeah. But, uh, was. So, you know, the kids were upstairs napping. The harpist was set up in the living room next to mom's bed, and she was playing this music, and I was sitting on the couch watching. And I just had this moment, like this almost starstruck moment, like, oh, my goodness, she is about to see God. Wow. And I was so excited for her, you know, wow. which wow. was a weird feeling. Yeah. But that's huge. Yeah. I was just so excited that her struggle was almost done. Wow. That's really cool. And see, that's something I talk about with mom was that she always had this brightness in her eyes, like no fear. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see fear in mom during that time? No. It was more of just like sadness of like, I don't, I don't get to be with you guys anymore. Obviously, like that's where a lot of her sadness came from, but I just never saw fear in her or in her eyes. And it it was like, she was excited. And I remember even saying like, like I get to go be with God, like being excited Mm -hmm. that that was something she had to look forward to. Yeah. So I think that's where you and her related a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, I wish I would have had that <laughs> so badly during that time because mm, I was just like, oh, I did like, she's leaving and this is, I didn't want her to go through pain anymore. And that was my biggest thing. But I just felt like I was just was so unsure of the future that it scared me that she was going to die. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Did you talk to mom about that? At all? Like, no, she was too, too far, far, too yeah. far gone at that point. Yeah. But there, we do have this really cool picture um, of Adrian sitting on her lap, yeah. um, probably a day or two after we had gotten there. And he asked, Grandma, are, are you going to die? Or something along those lines. And 
it was one of those moments where God blessed her enough to give her some speech to yes. to talk to Adrian about having God in your heart and going to heaven. And oh my gosh. it was a really special moment. That's really cool. That's yeah. going to make me cry because <laughs> that's the first time I heard that, I think. And that's another thing is God just always provided her voice when she needed it. Like every time. Yeah. Like anytime. That's how she was able to minister to me throughout her death. Like Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like, she was telling me about God, having to, like, work on me and help me through that process. Like, she could have been in a place of, like, oh, I'm going to die and, mm-hmm. you know, the, being scared and have all that fear and all that stuff. But she she wasn't. She had those conversations with, I think, all of us mm-hmm. about how, okay, I get to go be with God. And this is an awesome thing. And God provided a voice for her so that way she could do that. And if she wasn't able to speak during that time for me, I think I would have been even more confused about where she was going. But because she was able to speak to me about her excitement and about her hope, that's where I started to learn about hope. So I think yeah. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome that Adrian had that moment with her. Yeah. That's something you're probably going to hold in your heart forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, after mom passed away and everything, what was the biggest lesson you think from all of it that you feel like God has taught you? Um, Is that a hard question? Yeah. <laughs> What is one thing? Just, you know, you are not driving the bus. God Mm. is driving the bus. And, you know, he knows where you're going. And things are really hard sometimes. And just maintaining that trust in him Mm -hmm. uh, to get you through it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And just, you know, it was a time where he showed me that he will get me through it. And so when you come up on the next trial take deep breath and say okay let's let's go (laughs) Mm -hmm. so true yes so true well what did life look like for you after mom passed away well josh was in the army at the time and we um decided to get out and move back to minnesota Mm -hmm. uh, where he grew up and once we got up there you know we, we struggled in our marriage for a long time. And we always thought, you know, it's stress of the military. Things will get better. Uh, so we go up to Minnesota, and he was working night shifts. So things were still kind of stressful. We thought, you know, let's get a daytime job. Let's have you get a daytime job. Things will be better. And they weren't better. And so things just kind of deteriorated and we ended up divorcing and how long was this i know but how long was this after mom passed away like four she, she passed away in 2016 we moved up there in 2018 um and then separated at the end of 2019 so yeah okay. and the divorce was finalized yeah um, in june okay so so yeah Four years. Four years. Yep. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> we should have just went with my answer right from the beginning. So we didn't have to go through all that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so four years so later. Four happened. years later, I am on my own. 
but I still am very close with his family, you know, uh, it's a huge support system of mine there. So I feel very blessed to have them. I know that I know that you're skipping so much because I remember there's so many like stepping stones yes. that you had after mom passed away. You were like having to find a job and, you know. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let's back up to where we're still in Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, I had mentioned that I tried to find a job. I was trying right. and trying and trying. Yes. I, couldn't, I wasn't even getting a callback on anything. I was applying for things I knew I was way or overqualified for. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't understand why can I not find a job? Right. So we get back to Florida um, in September. Uh, an old uh, chef of mine who I remained friends with calls me up on my birthday of all days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And he said, are you still looking for a job? And I said, yes. And he's like, well, what can you, what hours can you work? And I said, well, anything that works with daycare. And he said, okay, let's go. And I helped him open a cafe. Um, Mm, It was all his vision, you know, his, his recipes, but um, it was, you know, the money was where I needed it to be at the time and the flexibility with the kids, you know. Yeah. And I remember that time being really hard for you because you just lost mom. Mm Mm-hmm. So you had all that grief going on yeah. and you didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. So you were having to find a job. And like, I remember just that time of stress for you. Yeah. And you were just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. Yes. God started making yes. things happen. Our, our finances were not working. And yeah. I didn't know how we were going to get through it because I couldn't find a job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think God allowed me a couple months to pull myself together and uh yeah. just plop this job in my lap that couldn't have been more perfect yeah yeah and it and it all like kind of just led to where mm-hmm. you are today even because now you have an awesome job yes um working for lifetime, lifetime right fitness yes. yeah lifetime fitness <laughs> in minnesota i always want to say wisconsin for some reason i don't know why <laughs> Well, that'll get you beat up up there. Oh, great. I take it back. (laughs) Still listen to my podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. So what does life look like today after the, you know, after the divorce? I mean, I can't imagine that's easy. It's not. um, You know, I, it was very scary, you know, getting out on my own. Um, I had never had to financially support myself before. I mean, obviously, I get a little child support, which helps. Right. But the whole process was so crazy. And you could, you know, when you when you get through it and you look back, you can see God everywhere. Yes. Um, I know. We were just talking about that. Yes. How it's like, you it's if you could just know, like during these trials, that it's going to end up being okay. And then after you go through the trial, it's almost like you are, you love the trial because you're like, oh, I'm so thankful for Mm -hmm. that because I got to where I am today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried, I remember you did a, um, you spoke one time and at the end of the thing, you were like, before that, God did this and before that. So I was trying to do that kind of thing, thinking Mm -hmm. about this, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, God knew that this was going to happen 
and he knew that I was going to need to get a mortgage and he knew that I needed my finances to be at a certain place. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten a salaried position just a few months before, probably about five or six months before all this started happening. Yeah. So, you know, I was able to get the mortgage that I needed and Mm -hmm. I moved in, closed on my house March 5th. And Lifetime shut down for the pandemic March 16th. Right. Had that happened before, I couldn't have gotten the mortgage. Right. God knew that I was going to get demoted, and Mm -hmm. which was an unfortunate but necessary thing. Business decision, getting through the pandemic, I couldn't have got the mortgage if I had gotten demoted before, you know. Mm -hmm. And all these things that would have made it impossible... God knew. He knew it was going to happen. So he his timing is always perfect. Right. And that's just a huge yeah. reminder. Again, you know, I've seen it before and it's almost like he needs to remind us, you know. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Why do we forget so easily? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's really annoying. If we could just remember, right? Yes. <laughs> that would be super handy. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like that's like your whole testimony mm-hmm. is God shows up. Yes. His because... timing is perfect and he brings you through yeah. every time. Yeah. That's so cool because, you know, during the time mom was passing away, mm-hmm. you, he always showed up. Mm-hmm. He made it possible for you to be there yes. and to, um, even when she passed away, you were there that day. We, mm-hmm. you were there. And then every step of the way after mom passed away and everything, he's just always been there. And so what did, what was life like? Because here's the thing for me, it, it took mom's death. You know, I wish I had a better way of saying that because it sounds mm-hmm. so horrible, but it took mom's death for me to have a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. But you've always had God in your life, you know, even from the beginning. Do you feel like your faith grew after mom passed away or during that time? Yes, absolutely. And I have to kind of correct you. I had about 10 years where (laughs) I was not. Rebellious? Yes. I never stopped believing in God to be true. Right. But I certainly was not walking the Christian life. So Mm -hmm. I had rededicated my life to Christ in 2014. And, you know, I felt like I was doing pretty good, you know, Mm -hmm. mom got sick and my relationship with God just exploded. You know, I was just couldn't Mm -hmm. get enough of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I had a life group down in um, Florida through my church and they were, I'm still in contact with them. Yeah. You know, they've really helped me through this whole past year going through the divorce and everything. Um, Yeah, they've been huge. Yeah, they've been huge. And... A lot of times I would be like, man, I wish I could talk to mom about my faith. But at the same time, I was like, would would I be where I am mm-hmm. had I not lost her? You know, because yeah. God yeah. really used that to catapult me. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. It catapulted us both. Yes. <laughs> yes. In our relationship together. Because yes. We yeah. weren't. We, we were we civil. Yes. We were nice to each other. <laughs> we were nice to <laughs> each other. But we weren't We weren't close sisters. at all. Sisters. Yes. You and that's know. the thing. You and I did not have that sister relationship. No, we did Ever. And in fact, like it was, we argued a lot. We did, we <laughs> disagreed with each other a lot, I yes. guess. And like during that time, we really had to come together. Oh, yes. We really mm-hmm. had 
to depend on each other during that time. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really where our relationship grew. And so it's kind of cool because I have always put you on this little like pedestal. Like you always had this perfect, you know, (laughs) relationship with Christ. So it's interesting to hear. I didn't know you rededicated your life in 2014. Yes. I, you know, I was um, looking at Adrian playing on the floor one day. He was about two. And so this was probably about 2012. Mm-hmm. And I just had this sense of panic come over me like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? You know, here's yeah. this child that God has given me and I'm not teaching him about God. What am I doing? Wow. And so at that point, you know, I started looking for a church and, you know, mm-hmm. Satan really got in my head about how, you know, I, I had a hard time going back because oh, back I, I've, I've been away for so long and almost... Uh, it was a shame, you know, mm-hmm. and I knew in my head that, uh, that was Satan, but you know, it's, it's just hard. You know, he, right. I'm using all these excuses that I heard people use and I knew that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. So it took me a couple of years to, to find a church that I was comfortable in. And I found Cross Point in Crestview, Florida. Mm-hmm. Shout out. <laughs> that's cool. And yeah, that's where it all, mm-hmm. all started coming back. Wow. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's cool because our relationship grew together. And then we both kind of grew our faith mm-hmm. at, together in Christ together as well. Yes. Together, together, together. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's kind of cool because that's really what, like, once I accepted. Christ, you and I like spent so much time on Marco Polo, really getting the opportunity to talk about what happened with mom and how God was there the whole time. I think that was just like the coolest part was just being able to finally have those conversations with you about, you know, about Christ and his effect in our lives. And we were kind of growing together from Mm -hmm each other speaking into each other's life so i mean i'm saying that i didn't know that you didn't have like before you didn't have that closeness relationship with Mm -hmm. christ so yeah i definitely um had to clean up (laughs) do some cleaning up a little bit yeah (laughs) a little dusting (laughs) yes (laughs) oh man well that's really cool i think it's so fun to just sit here and chat about everything with you Mm -hmm. and during that time and it's really cool to see how God is just taking those steps in your life like your Mm -hmm. stepping stones I call them stepping stones because Mm -hmm. it's constantly there's never an ending to your final destination Mm -hmm. you know like obviously when we got die and go to heaven that's our final destination right but we are always taking a new stepping stone in our life everything's leading to the next thing and I think if we can see God's work and those stepping stones, then it just makes these trials and the hard times a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to ask you, because I ask each of my guests <laughs> what hope means to them. And I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Hope to me means that we serve God that brings beauty out of circumstances when we can't see a positive outcome possible. Mm, yes. When things are that. just too messy for us to possibly figure out, that's when I enjoy knowing that I'm not driving that bus. Mm. And 
just standing on his promises to get me through it. I love that. That is so true. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. I just love the difference in everybody's responses to that. Because it's just like each time somebody says it, I get goosebumps. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. It's almost like a reminder to me what hope is because it's just so huge. It's a big, big, huge word. And that's why I love Mm -hmm. talking about it. And I want everybody to have it (laughs) because it's so cool and warm and fuzzy. (laughs) And I also just believe that, you know, peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. is a direct product of having that hope. Oh, wow. Say that again. That was good. That was (laughs) good. I can't remember what I said. (laughs) The peace peace that surpasses all understanding is a direct product of having the hope we have in God. Oh, that's really good. (laughs) All right. I'm I'm stealing that. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for sitting with me. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. We actually did really good. I'm looking at the clock here. I'm like, oh, we're going to be like five hours to let their talk in. (laughs) Tanner left with the kids so that way we could have this conversation. And I'm like, you might want to be gone for a while. But but this was a lot of fun. And I just I think it's so cool that you and I are doing this. Mm -hmm. We are sitting here having this conversation because a few years ago... Five years ago, I never would have thought we would be here. No, ever, Mm -hmm. ever. But all right, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Let's go have some lunch now. All right. You guys, I am so excited. I have a new series coming up on the Living in Hope podcast. It's going to be a pastor Q&A. So basically, the point of this new series is that I want to sit down with the past a couple of pastors from my church, Cabano Chapel, and ask them some questions that come from you. So be sure to follow my page on Facebook, the Stories of Hope page. I will link that in the description. This month's topic is fears going into 2021. And I got a lot of awesome questions. As you can imagine, I was very excited to sit down with Pastor Aaron and Pastor Brett and discuss these questions. What does the Bible say about that? Make sure you check back in on Monday the 28th. That is going to be the first part. It is obviously going to be a two-part episode because it's a little bit of a long one. And then the next one is going to be Thursday the 31st. Be sure to check those out. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. And I hope you guys have a great Christmas with your family. And I will see you next Monday.